Eric Estep here. One of my favorite parts of being a NASCAR fan is collecting diecasts. It's how I got my start on YouTube, actually. To me, a room is not complete until it features shelves of NASCAR diecast cars. It's as good a time as ever to continue your collection or begin an all-new one by pre-ordering your favorite driver's 2022 next-gen diecast at LionelRacing.com or at any authorized Lionel retailer. Lionel is the official diecast of NASCAR, and don't miss Lionel Racing's NASCAR Authentics diecasts at a Walmart or Target near you. Not only is Lionel the official diecast of NASCAR, but they're also official supporters of the Out of the Groove Podcast Network. So what are you waiting for? Head to LionelRacing.com to order your favorite driver's 2022 diecast. This is Authenticated. The Diecast Collectors Podcast from Lionel Racing. In case you missed us, we are back. Authenticated, the Diecast Collectors Podcast from Lionel Racing after just a couple of weeks off since the last time we talked to you in Daytona, but we are back and loaded for bear today on uh, episode 15. It's been, a, it's been a wild ride and it's been a while since we last talked to you, but we're excited to catch up on a lot of really cool things in the diecast world, in the NASCAR world, and uh, whatever else we've had going on over the last few weeks. But it's really good to be back in our home studio at our our Lionel Racing headquarters, and uh, we're going to introduce some new stuff into the show here later on, and uh, some new voices as well, so it's going to be a lot of fun, but uh, a couple of voices that you uh, are very familiar with here on the Authenticated Podcast. My name is Matt Kenfield, and uh, I'll be kind of guiding the way through here, but I'll be leaning most on the other ladies in the room right now, we'll start with Michelle Fan and Michelle. It's been a couple of weeks since we were in Daytona, and uh, you know I kind of missed the weather down there. But uh, you know it's exciting to be be back in the office here and uh, record another show here with us. Yeah, it's good to be back. But I gotta say, I miss the weather and the beach. I yeah. mean, last time we did this podcast, we had the ocean right outside our door. So <laughs> Daytona was such a blast. But you know, so was everyone here. So, yes, that's, we brought a little <laughs> a little Daytona with, back home with us. Right. The uh, weather's finally turning around here in Charlotte. And uh, uh, Alex, it's it's been a while since we last talked, but every day we seem to have new, cool, exciting things to talk about uh, in the in the NASCAR world. And uh, uh, a, a lot of fun and interesting things have happened over the last month or so. Oh, yeah. Especially, you know, the new configuration at Atlanta. The racing's been great. People you don't expect to be up front have been running up front. It's awesome to see this new car actually making the playing field pretty even for the most part. We'll talk about a lot more on that subject in just a little while here on Authenticated. But first, we're going to recap all the goings on in Atlanta over this past weekend. So much different, so much new at Atlanta Motor Speedway, but uh, it was a wonderful race. It depends on who you talk to, whether it was a wonderful race or maybe it lacked a little bit from what uh, folks were expecting, but uh, you can't deny the excitement at Atlanta. At Atlanta this past Sunday, William Byron takes the win. And uh, Alex, I'll start with you. It was it was a wild one there, uh, for sure in Atlanta. The new configuration offered a lot of interesting uh, moments in that race. It definitely ran more like a super speedway, but a lot narrower because you didn't have as many lanes as you do at a Talladega or Daytona. But from the people you saw running up front, the number of lead changes, you know, the wrecks you saw, it, it really did run like a super speedway. And I'm really excited that Marcus Smith went that route at Atlanta. And I'm glad he did because the racing was awesome for all three races, not just Sundays. 
Yeah, and Michelle, we've seen some races in Atlanta before that we weren't so excited yeah. to talk about, you know, if we were doing this podcast years ago. So uh, would you say mission accomplished from the SMI perspective is, uh, you know, creating more excitement on the racetrack? Yeah, I think industry-wide, everybody is very pleased with how the racing was. It was exciting. I mean, from my perspective to watch for sure, and as Alex mentioned, all the lead changes, the sound was the sound of a super speedway. That was one of the first things I noticed listening to the race. Um, and there was still the parody there with, you know, these young drivers leading the way, Ross Chastain finishing second. Um, so mission accomplished from SMI's perspective, a lot of good things to look forward to um, as we head to Atlanta again. So kudos to everybody involved in that repave. And, and what I've seen a lot on social media over since Sunday, really, um, a lot of people, I think Marcus Smith posted something somewhere, said a, a quote that, uh, you know, we're in the sports entertainment business. Right. And, and a lot of folks kind of took, you know, offense to that, that racing should be pure. It, it, it's racing like you got to pass and win and all that stuff. And the entertainment value or the entertainment shouldn't be what tracks and racers are, are going for. I have an issue with those folks because while it's not, you know, professional wrestling, WWE, that's sports entertainment because that's scripted. That's, you know, that outcomes are predetermined. Racing is no different than baseball, hockey, basketball, where if it's not entertaining, if someone's not hitting home runs, making slam dunks, making three pointers or whatever it is, slap shot goals in hockey, no one's going to watch it. Right. And if they're even boring, one nothing pitching, pitching duels in baseball are exciting because they're strikeouts and there's so many good defensive plays. That's entertainment. If you're not focused on what's going on and if you're not entertained by it you're not going to sit through it for three or four hours or six hours like the atlanta race seemed to be yeah it was so, long so it's a good thing it was entertaining right yeah so uh, you know i disagree with the folks that say that racing is not sports entertainment all sports are entertainment sure you know sports don't need to happen it's not it's like we learned a lot about uh you know um industries that had to continue you know during the pandemic and stuff like that you know racing wasn't necessarily one of them it's an entertainment you're paying good money to go watch guys do incredible things and whether it's whatever stick and ball sport it is racing you know ballet competitions whatever it is uh you need to be entertained you need to be zoned in on it and and, and enjoy it so i i agree with marcus smith nascar is in the racing entertainment business i would rather watch 20 lead changes and three wide on a restart than one guy lapping the field even though that is a common thing in racing that's more entertaining to me to watch multiple people go for the lead than just one guy going okay i'm just lapping the field for yeah. 500 miles and one other thing, uh, you know, just about the race in itself, uh, a lot of interesting names and guys that were not used to running up front, running up front, which, again, kind of lends into the super speedway things. You look at Corey LaJoy with the top five finish yeah. and, 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 you know, a great run for him. Uh, but I don't know if we'd be, what are we, five, six races into the season right now, and the only HMS driver that has not won yet is Chase Elliott. So, uh, you know, what what do you ladies think? Is this Chase is just having an off year, or are the other guys kind of stepping their game up a little bit? I think there's more parity across yeah. the board. And I was disappointed because in the office pool, Chase Elliott was my pick to win. So, <laughs> you know, that her personally hurt that he didn't win. But I mean, not that he didn't run well. I mean, there were points where he was running in the top five. But I think, you know, with everything that happened, there were multiple wrecks. You know, it's kind of a crash fest there for sure, like super speedways tend to be. But there's other guys, you know, like we keep saying that 
haven't typically in the past years run up front that are starting to come to the lead, which is what the next gen car in general was designed to do. It was right. designed to create parity right. across the board. And we're seeing that happen, which was really the goal. And Coda's coming up, so he still has an opportunity. Right. And, and that's going to be kind of interesting because we've seen on multiple different types of racetracks to this point that the next-gen car has created a lot of parity. Yep. Uh, the road courses, you know, for lack of a better term, might separate the men from the boys because the guys who are good road racers will still probably be good road racers. But where the guys maybe that don't necessarily had have had the equipment in the past that are good road racers, but they've kind of been in stuff that's not as competitive. Now we might see some guys, you know, just thinking like a Corey LaJoy, somebody that maybe runs in the teens or 20s in the old style race car mm-hmm. might actually be a pretty good road racer, but they've never had the equipment to show it. Now they do. Or even like a BJ McLeod, too. Right. Like a, someone you don't even think of. Well, what's interesting is uh, Andy Lally is going to be running for BJ McLeod yeah. uh, in the live fast car uh, this weekend. He's a phenomenal road racer. So yeah. that's going to be a lot of fun to watch. And again, that could be the opportunity for a guy like him. Like we used to see, we used to see Ron fellows and the Boris yep. Seds of the yes. world come into, the these ringers. Ro- right, come yeah. into these road course races and, and run up front. They didn't necessarily win every time, but they were contenders, um, you know, kind of brought, yeah, brought some new life into, you know, these road course races really made it interesting. So uh, what happens at Coda will certainly be interesting to watch this coming weekend, but uh, I I got to say that uh, William Byron, that Liberty University number twenty four Chevrolet Camaro, uh, was pretty clean up until he got to Victory Lane, and then uh, we got all kinds of confetti on that thing, and uh, um, it, it looks awesome. That race win diecast is definitely going to be one that you are going to want to add to your collection. It is currently available for order at LionelRacing.com or by calling our friendly customer care service agents at one eight hundred nine five two zero seven zero eight, and uh, definitely want to get your hands on that because it. Uh, it's going to look awesome and we will post some reference photos of that car on our social media feed later on in the week as well so definitely be on the lookout for that i'm gonna switch gears a little bit to the xfinity series race at uh atlanta motor speedway again last lap drama there and i'm i'm impressed with this ty gibbs kid Uh, i don't know how you can't be this is kyle bush level and you know stuff that he's doing right now that he made on the last lap was pretty incredible i mean he did what he had to do to win, but that was impressive. And it's the second win of the season. Yeah. And fortunately, it was in a sports clips car, so we can make the die yes. which is great. Even better that he did it in a sports clips car. So uh, that uh, uh, was really cool. But, you know, I, I thought I saw somebody post that uh, somewhere on social media that's saying what Ty Gibbs is doing right now. He's got six wins and 23 career Xfinity Series starts. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay, you can say, yeah, he's in grandpa's equipment, which were in all kinds of races. So are other drivers. I was going to say, there's been plenty of other drivers in JGR Xfinity cars that have not done what he has done in such a short period of time. Um, Heck, it took Daniel Hemrick, great racer, won the championship last year, but only won that one race that won him the championship. And you think of Brandon Jones, who's been in in the JGR cars for a couple of years now, hasn't gotten to victory lane as much as uh, Ty Gibbs certainly has uh, so far uh, in his career. And 23 career starts with six wins. Um, So what what do you folks think? Do you think that, uh, you know, Ty Gibbs is kind of the front runner for the championship now in the Xfinity series? I, I do. Yeah. I mean, we'll see what happens as we move through the season, but he's definitely shown that he's got what it takes that he could be, the f- at least so far. Yeah. I mean, last year, I know he only ran part-time, but I mean, he was out there every weekend being a contender for the win for the races that he ra- ran in. 
So, I mean, you definitely don't want to count him out because he's up front every week. And I got to say, I don't know if he ever made amends with that girl that he was supposed to go on a date <laughs> with uh, afterwards. But kudos to him for uh, sticking with the uh, sticking with the boys after the, you know, Saturdays are for the boys. So uh, you got to go party with those guys yeah. after you win a race. And uh, the, the ladies will wait. If they're worth it, they'll wait on you. The, the dismount during the uh, the victory was quite comical to yeah. watch, too. Yeah, which it's kind of funny when, you know, listening to Ty Gibbs talking about going on a date when the kid looks like he's 10 years old. So. <laughs> they all just look younger and younger as I get older and older. <laughs> yeah, they, maybe that's what it is. Maybe I they're know. not getting younger. I'm just getting older. He looks like the, the kid from The Incredibles and he even changed his profile picture to look yeah, like. that's right. Yeah. That's right. Yeah, but uh, Ty Gibbs' uh, Xfinity Series Sport Clips, number 54, Toyota Supra, uh, again, he tore that car up. Um in his burnout. So there's going to be a lot of damage uh, on that race win die cast. So you're definitely going to want to order that one as well. Uh, just like another celebration for a first time winner, Corey Heim won the NASCAR Camping World Truck Series race at Atlanta on Saturday afternoon. Uh, he's won eight ARCA races in his career, finished second in the championship back in 2020, uh, took down the win in the KBM number 51 machine, the Toyota Tundra there. Another last lap pass. So if nothing else for Atlanta, they, it certainly made for some interesting finishes. So watching Corey Heim get his first win and I uh, came up through the late model ranks. So it's really cool to see him uh, uh, find success. But there's a little drama with the KBM boys there at the end of that race, too. And then it was uh, Chandler Smith was none too happy with his teammate there, John Hunter Nemechek. No, no, he was not. But I mean, it's uh, you're out there literally racing for the win. So kind of on the last laps, you know, you might have teammates, but at the same time, it's every man for himself. And I get it. Nemechek wasn't on the on the lead lap, but the bottom line is you got three KBM trucks. One of them's got to win. They all said it's, you know, company thing. You know, as long as KBM wins, so be it. <laughs> the only one guy's going to win. The other two are going to leave pissed off because they didn't right. win. Whatever the situation is, they're not going to be happy. They might be, you know, put on the KBM hat and say, yeah, go team. But they're still it's still going to bother them when they get back to the motorhome afterwards that they weren't the ones in victory lane. So that's again, that's racing. Yeah. And I'm glad because we get to make a first win truck for Corey Heim, who I always want to call Corey Haim because I grew up in the 80s I was, and I just can't help it. And Corey Heim is another 19 year old. I think he's 18 yeah, or 19. Yeah. So, gosh. Yeah, <laughs> so he probably has no idea who Corey Haynes even not. is, right? Of course he, yeah. he, he doesn't. doesn't know the Corys of the no, 80s. No, he yeah. doesn't. <laughs> and, 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 and honestly, if, if you're under the age of probably at least 30, you probably have no idea who we're talking about with Corey Haim. Uh, either Google it or ask your parents because they'll tell you all about it. <laughs> and Corey Feldman. Right, right. But uh, again, that JBL number 51 Toyota Tundra available for order now. All of these uh, race wins from Atlanta. It's always a lot of fun. We can produce all three yeah. or offer all three race wins from a, a weekend. The Xfinity, the truck and the Cup Series winner. So uh, uh, really cool. So if you were at that race, you definitely want to commemorate your experience at the at the newly reconfigured figured Atlanta Motor Speedway with those race win die casts. Get them today, lionelracing.com by calling 1-800-952-0708 or by checking out other authorized Lionel Racing die cast dealers. Not only do we have those three race wins from this past weekend, we've got a lot more new fresh paint die casts to show off to and tell you about here in just a minute here on Authenticated. Authenticated. 
as promised, some really cool die cast available now for order in our fresh paint segment here on Authenticated. And to uh, bring you all the latest releases and the really cool stuff that we have to order, we're going to bring in a new voice. We're going to introduce you to our Carlene Marginian. And uh, for those of you who are not familiar with Carlene's work, but perhaps you follow us on TikTok, then you're very familiar with Carlene's work because that has been her baby. She's uh, She joined us uh, about a month ago or so, and uh, she's really kind of taken the social media aspect of Lionel Racing kind of under her wing and uh, has done a fantastic job with it. So, uh, Carlene, thank, hello. Th- hello. <laughs> yeah, th- thank you so much for being a part of this uh, this team and for uh, part of this show here today. And we're going to throw you to the wolves with fresh paint. But Let's we want to uh, we, we got to introduce you to our folks a little bit. Okay. So I didn't tell you we were going to do this. So <laughs> surprise. You know, I'm, I'm just going to, I'm going to throw you to the wolves. Favorite NASCAR driver is? Chase Briscoe. Favorite NASCAR driver is Chase Briscoe. Why? Um, because he drives the 14 car. And what is the 14 cars special in, in your mind? What makes that so special? So the 14 has been my number since fourth grade. It was my locker number. Um, and it always just kind of stuck with me. So when I played volleyball, soccer, all that, it was always my number. Becoming a NASCAR fan later in life... Um, was obviously Clint Boyer, then in the 14. And I, like, was whatever about him. I played in a fantasy league. Clint wrecked when I picked him, so I didn't really like him so much anymore. And then I was really upset because he was in my car. Um, But then come his final year in 2020, after the whole um, iRacing thing happened, and I kind of got to know his personality a little bit more, I became a huge fan of him. And then when he left, I was already a Chase Briscoe fan in the Xfinity series and all the greatness he did there. And then he went into the 14, and it just seemed to flow so perfectly. So you were really bummed out then when he won uh, last week, then weren't you? Oh, they I was really... so upset. <laughs> Phoenix was my least favorite race of the year so far. And and those of you who have uh, called into our call center for uh, the past year or so, uh, you, there's a good chance you spoke with Carlene because she moved over from that department over into uh, to our neck of the woods and the marketing side. So. Uh, and I'm sure that the folks there, you know, miss talking to you. Have you heard from some, uh, you know, hey, I, I miss talking to you in the call center now? Uh, yeah, I've actually heard from a couple through other call center agents, our great ones like Sharon and Desiree and Lisa. They all let me know when everyone calls in and they ask about me. So I'm super honored and I miss them as much as they miss me. So don't think I forgot about you guys. <laughs> <laughs> So let's get right into it then, Carlene. We're going to let you uh, kind of fire away here with the fresh paint, the latest diecast that we have available at Lionel Racing. Absolutely. So first off, we have the Kurt Busch number 45 Money Lion Toyota Camry, which this one had a lot of buzz on social media. Um, It's that awesome teal color, and they ran that super cool campaign uh, Money Lion did with the shoes that they gave away. So this diecast had so much traction behind it. So we were really excited that we got to offer that one up. And then with him is his teammate Bubba Wallace in the number 23, his Dr. Pepper Cream Soda Toyota Camry, which that one has that really cool kind of tannish color to it that goes really well with that burgundy Dr. Pepper. It looks so cool together. Just from the photos that I've seen, that's a really cool looking one. Um, Then you have the Chris Buescher number 17 Fifth Third Bank Ford Mustang that just released. That the way the colors look on that car the blue and the green and the white i don't know they just mesh so well whoever designed that car did a really great job 
Um, we also have the Todd Gilliland number 38 boot barn Ford Mustang that just came out. That's going to be a really cool one to add to your collection as well. Uh, the Landon Castle number 77 Fox Nation Chevrolet Camaro. Uh, that one ran at Daytona. Such that blue really pops. And he just ran top five in the Xfinity at Atlanta. So you know that he's going to be one to watch, obviously, coming for the rest of the season. Um, the Joey Logano number 22 Pennzoil Ford Mustang just got released. That's always a really popular one. The Josh Berry number eight Jarrett Industries, the Xfinity Chevrolet Camaro. That's got that burgundy berry color. And I just really love that the color on the car matches the name on the car. Big fan of that. <laughs> And then the Phoenix wins are also still available. My man Briscoe, his first cup win. Y'all better go pre-order because I got that boy on pre-order and I'm so excited for that one in the Mahindra. The red 14 is back in victory lane, y'all. And then the Gregson banged up Xfinity win too. He always does such a great burnout. That car has so much cool damage and both of them have a really awesome amount of it confetti on them um so if you guys are looking for these diecasts and many more definitely go to lionelracing.com to get your pre-orders in or call all of our wonderful call center agents like i said my girl sharon little shout out at 1-800-952-0708 or any of our other authorized lionel racing dealers you can check them out too um Oh, and we also post all the fresh paint on our Instagram story. I do that. You think I'd remember. Um, so definitely look there, too. Whenever um, we release a fresh paint, uh, when it goes up on Twitter and Facebook, we also put it on our Instagram story right away with a link, um, and it'll also go into our fresh paint highlight. Good deal. Good work. Was That wasn't so bad, was it? No, I feel like I talk so fast, though, so I hope you guys caught all that because I'm really, really pumped about job. all those cars. <laughs> a, lot, a lot of good stuff. When you're excited, it goes by quick, right? So, uh, Just like this show is, and we've got a lot more cool stuff to talk, to, talk about, we're going to, all four of us are going to kind of uh, talk about the highlights, the lowlights, and everything of the season so far in NASCAR right now on Authenticated. As we touched on earlier on Authenticated, it has been a season to remember already, and we're only uh, a month and a half into the season uh, this year in NASCAR. It's been a lot of fun, a lot of interesting changes on the racetrack, interesting changes with the race car, and to watch it all kind of come to fruition over the last couple of years, you know, pre and during COVID, to watch this next-gen product kind of take development and finally hit the racetrack back in Los Angeles uh, again about two months ago now, uh, and watching to see what the racing has been since that car first hit the racetrack. Uh, again, Los Angeles was kind of, uh, you know, it was, it was a crapshoot. Nobody really knew what it was. It's not technically NASCAR racing, right? It's on a little quarter mile bull ring. So you can't really get a good gauge on what the race cars were there. But boy, could we at Daytona and thereafter. And uh, I've been impressed with the next-gen product itself on the, in the NASCAR Cup Series. Uh, but I want to hear from you folks. What uh, what is your What would you grade the next-gen car and the style of racing that we've seen to date in NASCAR? I'd give it an A. Right. I mean, so far, we'll wait and see what happens on the road courses. I think that's the one... Um, unknown at this point but so far in a with all the lead changes i know that i don't know if the drivers would agree with me i think they're hard to drive i think noah gregson we saw had a difficult time in atlanta yeah. uh, driving that car but as far as uh entertainment value as we talked about before it sure has been fun to watch and i you know can imagine that it's going to continue to be so no absolutely i do think that the road courses are going to be kind of you know, the thing to watch almost. We've seen them on ovals now 
countless weekends in a row. So I'm super excited to come back together and see after this weekend at Coda, you know, where they rank. Well, and kind of what you just touched on, Michelle, that because the cars are more difficult to drive and because they're equal, it puts it back in the hands of the drivers. Now you reference Noah. Noah's a great race car driver. That's that's yeah. not his issue. Um, but it will kind of put the ones that may, like we talked about earlier, that are good race car drivers, but maybe didn't have the equipment before to show it. Now they have that opportunity. They're still going to be the haves and have nots. You know, we've still, still seen Hendrick win three races this year. You know what I mean? We saw Penske win a couple of races to start off the season. You know, the, the teams that know how to win don't forget with a new right. race car. Mm-hmm. But the ones that maybe need to kind of sniff the top fives and top tens and couldn't do it before, they're doing it. You know, you look at Spire Motorsports, you know, the front row cars had a good run at Atlanta and things like that. Um, I mean, I enjoyed the racing so far this year and I enjoy how equal it is because i do love to see track house actually you know playing up there with the hendrick cars because before you know they might not have been as equal but now you see daniel suarez up there every week you see ross Chastain up there every week i mean you even see the rcrs coming in tyler reddick's up there so it's good to see i mean and even Corey lajoy getting his first career top five you know at atlanta it's good to see like you were saying the guys who would usually would be in the 20s you know, every week actually getting a chance to be like, hey, I got a top 10 finish this week. And it, you know, it really boosts their confidence, I think, to go into the next week going, hey, we got this going on. Let's keep it up. And what's been really interesting to follow is because there were so many, you know, supply chain issues across the industry um, with getting parts for these cars. And there were some serious concerns, especially after or during and after the Los Angeles Coliseum, the clash there about part supply and part failures and things like that. We saw some tire issues at Atlanta, but I think, you know, I think Goodyear even said that that's more of a race team being pretty aggressive, you know, race teams being aggressive or a manufacturer being aggressive with their their setups and things like that. But we haven't seen I don't I don't think we've seen the doomsday collapses of these cars like I think a lot of fans were expecting there to be. Yeah, that hasn't seemed to happen yet as I mean. Honest, to be honest, we even heard that from race teams in some of our right. week, our monthly meetings with them that they were concerned that they wouldn't have the equipment and they were, you know, kind of preparing for those doomsday possibilities in case that happened preseason. And I think the cars are resilient. Um, yeah. Some of the wrecks that they've been in in the previous version of the car would have sent them to the garage, really. Um, so that's also a you know point in favor of these cars is they can go back out and race again. Right. And I think that's really going to show this weekend at Coda on the road courses. You know, hopefully there's no rain like there was oh, at God, Coda last gosh. year. <laughs> Nobody wants to see that. Um, entertainment value is there, like we talked about earlier. If you want to be entertained, you watch car, you know, NASCAR cars race on in rain. That that's entertaining. Um, but road courses seem to produce a lot of damage you know the bump and runs there and stuff like that so this will be kind of interesting to see how the cars hold up there uh and, and how that impacts the racing but we talked about some of the you know the drivers and teams that have had good seasons to date um are, are there any additional surprises maybe or is it just that some of the, the guys that ran towards the mid pack that are now running up front but are there any other big surprises this year that you guys can think of toyota is definitely struggling mm-hmm. you can yeah. tell because even your jgr drivers i mean denny hamlin is you know not running well at all and usually he's 
top five every week. And Kyle Bush has been caught up in accidents. Christopher Bell, you know, they're all having yeah. a lot of issues. And you don't expect to see JGR struggling as bad as they're doing. And I mean, even some of your four teams, Chevy seems to be kind of getting the setup down already. But hopefully through the season, as they work out kind of the rest of the stuff, every we'll see maybe Toyota and Ford come back in. But yeah, it's definitely weird to see Toyota struggle. Yeah, Kyle Busch had a fast car this Sunday. I mean, he definitely could have won. And some of it's just bad luck and being in the wrong place at the right time, which can happen to anybody. But you're right. You would have thought by now that one of them would have won for sure. And Denny needs to win. Yeah, definitely. And, you know, we talk about Christopher Bell had a good run going, you know, probably would have finished top five, mm-hmm. even on the podium, but he went below the yellow line in Atlanta. Right. And, um, you know, in the 2311 cars, you know, Kurt Busch has been running pretty well. Bubba was up in the... Bubba he, was up there. He was leading with five yeah. laps to go, and then circumstances didn't play out for him, and then had a really hard hit at the end of the race. But, um, you know... Uh, maybe just too small of a sample size to begin this year. You know, I, I don't disagree that, you know, the Toyota teams are not producing like they normally do a month and a half into the season as they have in the, in years past, but I, it's just such a, a small sample size that thus far to say that they're behind the others, or maybe just, I, I just think, you know, like we've talked about this new car has bridged that gap. Um, and there's no doubt that a few years ago, between Stuart Haas and JGR, you know, basically sweeping almost the season a couple of years in a you know a couple of years in a row, and the Chevrolet teams were really far behind. Um, and then GM and Chevrolet really kind of stepped their game up to kind of compete with them and brought a little bit more of alliances with their other teams and whatnot with the HMS who were kind of leading the pack. Yeah. Um, and has helped HMS. Certainly they've won the last two championships. Um, but now we're seeing like Carlene mentioned RCR with, with Reddick's running better and he's knocking on the door. You know, I think he, he's one of those guys between uh, he Suarez Chastain. It, it's any given week that one of them is going to win. That's right. right. Uh, well, you've also got not to cut you off, man, no, you're, but you're you've got Busher who's sneakily like in top 10 the past couple right. weekends and you wouldn't he's, really expect him. With he's like a dark team. horse. Yeah. yeah, yeah, absolutely. And I mean, that's a Ford that's doing quite well, but he's just always him and Kurt Busch, I feel are always just up there. Right. Yeah. And, and it, it's crazy to think about it, but Kurt Busch is kind of, you know, he's the elder statesman now and, and it's kind of. I know we were, I was excited to see what he can bring to 2311 because Bubba's a good race car driver and, you know, it's a single car team. I know that you can call him the fifth Gibbs car, whatever you want to call him. Um, but, you know, they're kind of on their own, a li- you know, for the most part, but bringing in, in a teammate is always good. And uh, both 2311 teams, I think, benefited from yes. Kurt's mm-hmm. addition there. So, uh, again, I think it's just a matter of time before one or both of them scores a win here pretty soon, too. Um, so we've talked about some of the guys that have had good seasons to date and, uh, I, I'm so those are, we'll call them the hot guys, right? The one, the ones that are winning races and running up front, but, uh, we, we touched on Denny Hamlin, but there's also the knots, right? Um, the, the guys that are not running as well as 
had they have in the past or we expected them to. And I'm going to start off right now with Kevin Harvick. You know, he, he was, he's been up front, you know, he's not running in the twenties, you know what I mean? He's been top five, top 10. Um, but he's just another guy that I feel like, you know, he didn't win last year and it's got to be eaten at him. You know, he's too competitive to not be winning these races. I hate to say this as an older person myself, but I feel like drivers hit a certain age and then they kind of stop producing. I mean, you look at Jimmy Johnson, you look at Tony Stewart. I mean, do you think Harvick's just hit that point? Or do you think he's, he's just got the car situation as with the team as a whole that they need to catch up. My, my personal opinion is, I want to know if think if I should even go there, but these guys are, they've been successful. They won championships. They've won a ton of races. And most importantly, they've made a lot of money. Yeah. Right. And not saying that money is the motivator. We all love what we do. I don't know if any of us would do it for free. Right. Like we all have bigger game plans in mind. So, you know, I, I'm not speaking at all for Kevin Harvick or anybody at Stewart House Racing. This is just my personal opinion. I think it's just one of those deals that they probably have a a, a goal that they want to reach, whether it's financially or professionally or whatever it is. And if they've checked a lot of those professional ones, there's probably one more financial one that they want to get to to know that they're good. They can go do whatever their next plan is. And. I think a lot of guys get to that point. There's guys that are still in the series that are a lot younger than Kevin Harvick and Martin Truex and things like that. They're money racers. You know what I mean? They're still racing because they like the the money and, you know, the competitive fire might not be what it was when they were in their early 20s. Um, But and there's nothing wrong with that. You know what I mean? They're they're still commodity. They still sell product. They still are good with their fans and and what they do. Um, Ultimately, I think everybody still has that fire. But I think at some point it's like, okay, if I've got a 10th place car, I'm not going to bust my butt and try to tear stuff up or get myself hurt trying to finish fifth. Yeah. You know, I, I do think that there's something like that where some of the the young blood, you know, the Corey LaJoyce, the Ross Chastains, the Daniel Suarez, they're still they still got something to prove. They yeah, and they're less risk averse at that age too. Right. And you know, they've they just throw caution to the wind and they hammer down. And you know, if they've got that tenth place car, they're gonna do everything they can to get better because that's a little bit more money in their pocket and that's a few more points and that's maybe one step closer to a win. That's was, just my thoughts. Well, and Kevin Harvick, I mean, people have got to go back to the fact that he came in. You know, he took over big shoes to fill when. you know, Dale senior died. So, I mean, he's been around for quite a while and he's seen so many different changes from cars and everything. And I know, you know, Jeff and Jimmy and Dale junior were the same way, but Kevin has, you know, bridged that gap and sure he hasn't run well the past couple of years and he, you know, might win a race, but I mean, he's got a lot under his belt. He's got a championship and, you know, now his, his kids want to race like Keelan's out there racing. So, you know, he's got his goals, I think, like you were saying, but then he's also, has like the other goals outside with his family and watching Keelan's career blossom. And I think, you know, he's got a lot going on. So, Mm -hmm. and for a guy like Harvick, whatever the next step is, 
some guys are lucky that they're able to stay in the sport or go do what they want to do right off into the sunset, whatever it is. But I, I use that Tom Brady analogy, right? Like Jimmy Johnson retired from NASCAR, went right into right. IndyCar racing. Tom Brady retired for about a month, spent a, a month at home with his wife and kids. I was like, no, I got to go play. Right, I got to right. get out of here. <laughs> yeah. So, you know, the, and we're, we're see guys like, you know, Boyer goes and does the broadcasting stuff. Even Jeff Gordon has an ownership stake in Hendrick Motorsports, but he still ends up in the TV booth like he did this past weekend. You know, I mean, these guys won't go too far away. Right. You know, a guy like, you know, you think of some of the older guys, the Harvicks, the Truex, even Danny Hamlin, you know what I mean? They're, they have more years in their rear view than they do out their windshield right now. Correct. They can still race for another five, 10 years. Who knows? But, you know, most of their success is probably in the past now. That's just, just as a driver. Right. Yes, right. Correct. There, there will be other steps. And Danny Hamlin's already started that with his race team. Yeah. And, and Harvick's got Keelan coming up. And, you know, he's <laughs> Kevin's already gone into the team ownership role before. And he lasted a couple of years, sold it and. I don't think he wants any part of it again, unless it's his kid racing. Um, and his kid's starting to test late models too. So be on the lookout for that. He's, uh, <laughs> Keelan's not too far away from, uh, you know, doing some full size stock car racing stuff. So, but, um, you know, and, and <laughs> I, I'll do it. Cause, uh, um, just cause I'm this kind of guy and other not that I'm going to put it on are the, this is ruining NASCAR fans that have populated or that did populate social media and, and different forums and things like that with the next gen car and the number forward. And, and, it, and this is not my NASCAR. If you're not, if you're not into what's going on over these first five or six races, I, I wouldn't even call yourself a NASCAR fan anymore. You know, go find something else to watch. Go watch golf. Go do something else. Because if you're not entertained, if you don't feel like this is NASCAR, you know, making a product that you can buckle down and watch every Sunday afternoon, I don't know what more anybody is going to do for you. Yeah. You know, mm -hmm. um, you know, yeah, maybe the, the cars have grown on me. You know, I kind of went back and forth whether I like the number forward or I don't. But now I don't even think about it anymore. Like it's it's yeah because it's so fun to watch. I mean, how right. much are you really paying attention right. when it, the well, race is happening to where the numbers are on the car? I've gotten right. so used to it now that I don't even think about it anymore. You well, know, and heck, I mean they they changed their own rules this year. You have reflective numbers, or you know, that right. can run all year. I mean, and the people who are out there saying it's ruining the sport are the ones who, you know, they they grew up watching the ones where the guys would get out and work on their own cars, and right. you had all these, you know, kind of I don't want to say good old boys, but it was. I, you know, like the older generation yeah. of drivers, but I feel like with this new car and how NASCAR has pivoted and as far as their marketing goes, they're reaching out to like the older fans as well as bringing in newer fans and trying to make it an even playing field. And I think they're doing an excellent job at that. I mean, so like you said, if you're not entertained, then are you a true fan? Yeah. Like, I don't know what more anybody can do to convince you right. that this is working, you know? Um, so like we talked about five races, five different winners. We're going to circuit of the Americas this weekend, road course in Texas. And, uh, <laughs> to be determined what mother nature has to say about that. But, uh, will we see six for six this weekend? Or are we going to have our first repeat winner of the year? Six for six. And who's it going to be then? You're going to do the low hanging <laughs> fruit and go with Chase Elliott, aren't you? That's no. what I was going to no. say, but no. <laughs> Is it a podcast if I don't pick AJ Allmendinger? Oh, that's uh, right. Of course you are. So, yeah. yes. And he's going to break the, eight, the 30 average because it's all been 30 under 30 mm -hmm. since uh, last year. True. So, yeah, I'm going with AJ. All right. 
<laughs> and any other thoughts? Are we going to see I a mean, repeat? Or I don't know. One? I was going to go with Chase Elliott, but you really don't know right. because it's a new car at Coda, and you really who knows? Yeah. It could be anybody. I don't know. I'm kind of feeling Chase Briscoe. He did really well at the Indy Road Course. <laughs> yeah, he did. Course and he's already got a win, so I'm saying that we're going to have a repeat. Yep, uh, that's, that's that's fair. That's a fair right. assessment. Yep, I'm. Uh, I'm. I'm. I don't know where I'm going to go with this one. I think it, it really can be a crapshoot. It's going to be really fun to watch. There's no doubt about it. And you know, I, I think there will be a new winner today, or excuse me, this weekend. Um, but I think it's going to be one of the guys like we talked about that have not run well. I think it's going to be a Denny Hamlin or a Kevin Harvick. I really do. I, I just think. I said this last year with the, going into the playoffs that Denny Hamlin has, you know, didn't run as well, but he's he's due for a championship. He's going to win all the playoff races and then didn't. Um, so I don't have the best track record of, of picking guys, but I do have a, a hunch of a Denny Hamlin this weekend at Coda. So no matter what. It's going to be a lot of fun. I hope all the fans tune in. Again, road course racing uh, has always been exciting to watch. And with this new car and the, uh, the, the gap closed in on the front to back of the field, it's going to be even more exciting to watch at the Circuit of the Americas. And we'll see what happens with this next-gen car on a road course. Uh, it's going to be a lot of fun this weekend. And uh, we're going to be back in just a quick second to wrap things up here on this episode of Authenticated. As we always do here on Authenticator, we're going to wrap things up with our last lap highlight of the week. What our biggest news story of the NASCAR week or diecast, whatever it might be. And uh, we're going to start. We're going to start with the, 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 the new one in the room. Carlene, what is <laughs> the, Yeah, that's right. What is your last lap highlight of the week? My last lap highlight of the week. I'm going to have to go with Chastain being what second two weeks three weeks in a row i'm super ready to see that watermelon smashed on start finish so watermelon definitely my highlight (laughs) i hope we don't have to pay rights for that song now that you just sang a line of it sorry it's okay no it's it's the internet who cares (laughs) there are no rules on the internet uh no i I like that that's a good one Uh, michelle how about you what do you got so uh, a little bit of behind the scenes of what we're doing um, in our neck of the woods on yeah. DieCast. Um, our uh, sales team is going to be pitching Walmart in July of things we would like to add to the NASCAR Authentics line in 2023. So we have a very cool concept that we have mocked up and we will be pitching to Walmart. And the good part about that is it's an addition to what we already are offering in the NASCAR Authentics line. So what happens is we pitch it to Walmart. Hopefully they like the pitch. Um, We do 3D printed samples for them. We tell them the cost, the uh, suggested SRP, and we have to give them dimensions, how it's gonna be packed in a case. All of that has to be given to Walmart because they have to plan it. They have to know the space it's gonna take up on the shelf or on the JPEG. And then they let us know if they're gonna take it or not. And then hopefully it will be in your Walmart stores next year and then we can show it to you and talk more about it. So um, it's a really cool concept that we're excited about and um, something that we're working on pretty furiously here, so. And again, folks, I hope you understand that we are doing this for you. Like exactly. You fans are the reason that we're pursuing this because we hear you. We know you. sometimes you you can find them. Sometimes you can't. We get it. And we hear you. Listen back a couple episodes ago where our Gene O'Neill kind of explained 
why you do see them at your store sometimes and sometimes why you don't see them at your stores. Uh, really good explanation of how the NASCAR Authentics product end up at your store. Um, but this product is because of the demand that you put on these race cars and that you put on the Walmart stores because we know that you want it and we want to give you everything that we can possibly give you. And, uh, you know, we'll, we'll, we'll keep you posted on all the exciting things that we have coming in store for that. Uh, Alex, how about you? Um, I have to give a shout out to RFK Racing and all the other race teams social media over the weekend with their banter back and forth, especially when Chris Buescher crossed the finish line backwards in Atlanta and they compared it to Ricky Bobby and Lightning McQueen. And then there was a debate on whether they should give credit to Mater over Lightning McQueen. So that was very entertaining. Fair. I like it. Uh, I'm going to go, I'm going to do a part A and part B for my last lap highlight. First one is I'm really excited to see what Bubba Wallace can do in the JGR Xfinity car uh, with a uh, Dr. Pepper scheme. uh, And, you know, I want to see what he can do this weekend. But I'm probably most excited. I touched on it just a minute ago with Andy Lally going uh, in the Live Fast Cup car. I've been a fan of Andy's for a long time. Uh, Super, super duper nice guy, like a genuinely nice guy who happens to be a good race car driver, too. A good road course racer um and people forget he's actually a cup rookie of the year (laughs) like he this is not his first foray into cup series but uh, i'm really excited to see what he can do in that live fast motorsports uh car for bj mcleod and matt tift um so uh that is my last lap highlight and i think we all nailed it this week Good work, team. It's a lot of fun. Boom. Yeah. Thank you, Carlene, for joining us. Yes. Thank you for inviting me. I've only wanted to be on this for so long now. It's well, fine. <laughs> and clearly, you're over it, right? Like, it doesn't bother you, <laughs> you at tell? all. Yeah. <laughs> well, you did such a good job, and uh, you get to do more. So, lucky Ooh. you. <laughs> Shout out to you, fans. You all get to hear my voice more. That's right. Lucky them. <laughs> and, uh, again, Carlene is uh, kind of overseeing a lot of stuff on social media. We've got a lot of cool stuff. Hopefully, you've enjoyed those unboxing, the This Just In videos that we've done a couple of so far. And uh, what's been really cool to see is after we post those, we kind of track some numbers, and people are buying the cars. If they don't already have them on order, once we get them in stock, we can see the numbers kind of yeah. perk up a little bit, too. Um, so, And that's why we, you know, I don't want to say we do it to sell more product, but we do it just to show how cool this stuff is that when we actually have the real thing, you know, 3Q renders and, and, and art and things like that, those are really nice. But when you actually see how bright the die cast is, how cool it looks, how much dirt is on, you know, on these dirt cars, like we did Joey Logano's uh, Bristol Dirt win and Martin Truex's truck win at the Bristol Dirt, uh, just to show how much dirt is on the windshields and, and how cool they really look. Hopefully the fans are uh, enjoying those. We got a lot more of those in store. We're going to try to do those about once a week whenever we get uh, some new stuff in that uh, we want to show you. So, uh, again, great job to everybody in the room. On behalf of Carlene, Michelle, and Alex, I am Matt. Thank you for joining us on Authenticated, and we will talk to you down the road on the next episode of the show. Follow Lionel Racing on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, YouTube, and TikTok, and use hashtag AuthenticatedFan. Eric Estep here. This episode is brought to you by Forney Industries. Get it done with green. Forney offers a full line of welding and plasma cutting machines, metalworking accessories, and more. For do-it-yourselfers all the way to professional metalworkers, Forney has everything you need for your next project. 
Shop Forney's top-of-the-line products at ForneyInd.com. That's Forney, F-O-R-N-E-Y, Ind, I-N-D.com, or at an authorized Forney dealer near you.